And so we give thanks to God once again for this opportunity to come before his throne of grace, express our thanks for his grace and mercies since we last met. Amen. Yes, or some not do. Yet to the hymn numbered 91 in the Methodist hymn book. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem to crown him, Lord of all.
He's given us life, and by providence, he's brought us together again today. We are here to offer our thanks and to show forth our praise. We have escaped just as the bed, the, the bed flees from the foulest nature. The man who makes us feel free, who is here for a free man, the man who hands to you free, and the man who is here for a free man, the man who is here for a free It is by grace, yes. It's grace, grace that sustains us, that preserves us, that keeps us going. Grace, atum, atuma. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is your mom, and strength. Adumura. Umuya Mobar. Kumbiara Enamda Fumen. In thought, word, and deed. She cleanses us by the blood that flowed on Calvary. Wash us and cleanse us. Make us whole before his presence. Your 
Let us bring our worship service before him. That he will lead us, even as he attends upon our worship. That it will be a hallowed hour before his throne of grace. That we'll be we will lift this we will leave this place having been fed by him, having encountered him. the lockdown and the attendant problems Pray for individuals you are acquainted with. People you know who are in dire needs at this time. Bring them before the throne of grace that the Lord will attend upon them. The Lord will be merciful unto them. The Lord will show mercy. Praying for the president of this country that you'll have the courage to show bold leadership. For health workers and indeed frontline workers, now some bring a meanim. And you know, as I am so, then so was one who have far arising young one out to me, rising someone on show. If you are praying for the health frontline workers in this perilous times, that the Lord Himself will make grace abound for them, even as they are sacrificing for the general populace. 
Sometimes even forget that there are other people who are sick in various forms. We bring them all before the throne of grace. The Lord, the healer, will attend unto them. Let us pray for them. Bringing the church before the throne of grace. The fellowship of God's people. Even in these trying times, in these crises. be the face of hope to a dying world. Finally, let us bring our individual petitions before the throne of grace. We have that privilege to bring everything before his throne of grace in prayer. Many a time we forfeit our peace. needless pain. Bring it to the Lord in prayer and you'll find a solace in his arms. The Lord's Prayer.
Amen. We'll continue as we sing from the Methodist hymn book, the hymn number 427. 427. Through all the changing scenes of life, in trouble and in joy, the praises of my God shall still my heart and tongue. Amen. The first lesson 
is from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, reading at verse 22 to verse 32. Acts 2, 22 to 32. For my Let's hear the word of God. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Him, being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, he have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God judged, whom God raised up, having loosed the chains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I shall not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover also, my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulchre is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus had God raised up. Thereof, we are all witnesses, the word of God. We continue as we sing the tedium. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth that worship thee, the Father everlasting. To the all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee, cherubim and seraphim, continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabbath, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory the glorious company of the hour 
apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The Father of an infinite majesty, thine honorable, true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When Thou tookest upon Thee to deliver man, Thou didst not abhor the virgin's womb. When Thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, Thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father we believe that thou shalt come to be our judge we therefore pray thee help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever day by day we magnify thee and we worship thy name ever well without end vouchsafe O Lord to keep us this day without sin O Lord have mercy upon us have mercy upon us oh lord let thy mercy lighten upon us as our trust is in thee oh lord in thee have i trusted let me never be We continue studying as we take the gospel. Our gospel reading is taken from John chapter 20, reading from verse 19 to 29. John 20, verse 19 to 29. It's on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with their doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and side. 
the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. This is the word of the Lord. We prepare to hear the sermon for the day as we sing from the Methodist hymn book, the hymn numbered 501. 501. Peace, perfect peace in this dark world of sin. The blood of Jesus whispers peace within. Oh, 
Shall we please pray? So, Father, we thank you for life, for grace, and for the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask that the fullness of your grace will abound and that you will speak to our hearts by the power of your Holy Spirit. Let your peace attend our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. The first Sunday after Easter. Trinity. Amen. The theme for our reflection this morning is peace be with you. Peace be with you. Asumjay encounter. Asumjay encounter. Peace be with you. And our text will be John chapter 20, reading from verse 19. John 20, verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Brothers and sisters, we see that after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, on a Sunday, the first day of the week, the believers formed the habit of gathering together on the first day of the week. That is why we tend to worship on Sunday instead of the Jewish Shabbat, which is on Saturday. And that the believers formed the habit of going to the synagogue on Saturday and meeting together as followers of Jesus Christ on the first day of the week. The Bible says that after the resurrection, on the first day, one evening, on the first day of the week, which was a Sunday, the disciples, as had become their custom now, had gathered together. The doors were closed because they were afraid. They were afraid. Rumors had gone around that, you know, many stories, as we had heard the previous week, about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. People doubted, but the believers believed. They had seen the empty tomb. But as we heard, the real evidence that Jesus was alive was that he presented himself as alive to the people. He presented himself as being alive. He showed himself to the woman who came to the tomb side. He showed himself, and then he presented himself to the disciples also. And in this particular meeting, the Bible says that the doors were locked, but Jesus himself appeared to them. And his message was this. Peace be with you. Hallelujah. And there are five things I need us to reflect on relating to the subject of peace. But before then, the very popular Old Testament phrase that is used to reflect, express peace is the Hebrew word shalom. It is very popular even in contemporary times that we greet each other as shalom, which is usually translated peace, which means properly health, prosperity, and welfare. 
It is the same as the salam of the modern Arabs. So that is why they greet salam, maleku, salam of the modern Arabs. And it's in like manner used in salutations, in greetings. So the first thing we are going to look at is the greeting of peace. The greeting of peace. After that, we'll reflect on the fruit of peace. The fruit of peace. And then thirdly, we will discuss the disturbance of peace. The disturbance of peace. And then fourthly, we will look at the answer of peace. The answer of peace. And then lastly, we will look at the blessing of peace. Praise the Lord. So five things. The greeting of peace. The fruit of peace. The disturbance of peace. The answer of peace. And the blessing of peace. Hallelujah. So as we observed in the scripture, when Jesus entered the room and met the disciples, he greeted them. Peace be with you. And we see that the believers carry through this greeting. So they will write in the epistles and they will introduce the letters. Paul will write in the epistles and, and greet the people. He said, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We will see Apostle Peter writing in the epistle and he will greet them. Grace and peace abound unto you. He, Jude will write and also greet them. Peace of God abound unto you. We see that peace became a popular greeting among the believers. And as we have said, it is a greeting that translates to prosperity, that translates to welfare, that translates to health. So in Israel today, people greet the newcomer and each other with the words, Maslomka, what is your peace? How are you doing? And they ask about the peace and the well-being of one's family. Brothers and sisters, if we have come to know the Lord, if we walk in him, we are, are supposed to be disseminating the peace of God in our interactions. It is not proper for anybody who claims to be a child of God to live with other people in disharmony, with discord, with strife. We must be ambassadors of God's peace. And wherever we go, we must proclaim the peace of God in greeting the prosperity of God, in greeting the well-being of God, in greeting the health of God, in greeting. We must, as much as be, be, depends on us, live at peace with one another. Brothers and sisters, we need to communicate the greeting of peace. If there is somebody listening with you, if there is somebody sitting next to you, I want you to tell them, I greet you with the greetings of peace. Jesus greeted the disciples with peace. And the apostles in their writings greeted with peace. And it's not just a verbal communication, but we must in fact dwell with our brethren in peace. And that is what the psalmist, when he wrote in Psalm 133, he said, Oh, how good. Oh, how pleasant it is for brothers to live together in unity. And it is like the oil that was poured upon the head of Aaron that, 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 that ran down his beard into his garment. And Bible says that it was like the dew upon the Mount of Hermon. And it is there that the Lord commands his blessings. May we dwell in peace one with another. May we dwell in unity and in harmony one with another. Let the greeting of peace 
our expression when we interact with the people around about us. Greet your brother, greet your sister with the greeting of the peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. You see, as we continue to look at our gospel passage, in verse 22, Jesus, after he had greeted them and spoken to them, Bible says that in verse 22, and with that he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So we see that the Holy Spirit and Jesus had promised prior that he needed to go, he needed to leave the earth so that he he can send to them another helper, the comforter, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who will come and help them. Just as Jesus himself was born, conceived by the Holy Spirit, every child of God must be born again by water and by the Spirit. And Jesus, after his resurrection, breathed upon his disciples and imparted unto them the Holy Spirit. They were supposed to tarry and wait for his outpouring, for his infilling, before they launched out. But before then, he had given them of his spirit. It is the spirit that God gives to everybody who comes to faith in Jesus Christ. It is the spirit that God gives as a guarantee, as a seal, as an inheritance to everybody who believes in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. The Holy Spirit is the deposit that God puts into us. That becomes our birthmark. And what the Holy Spirit does in the believer is to work in him the character and the nature of Christ. And as the Spirit becomes a seed in the believer and begins to work in him, begins to work in him, the believer as he grows in the Lord becomes fruitful and he bears a certain fruit. Paul, writing to the church in Galatia, in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22, reflected on the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And he said, by the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Brothers and sisters, I, I invite you to reflect on the subject of peace as a fruit of the Holy Spirit. This is not just this is not just peace that we proclaim, but this is peace that we live. Peace that becomes a characteristic of the believer. Peace that becomes an, an intrinsic nature of the Christian believer. That if you, the Holy Spirit of God, whom Christ has given freely to as many as have believed in him as our inheritance, this spirit must work in you the fruits of peace. And oh, how the peace of God Best the joy of the Lord. Paul, writing to the church in Rome, said in Romans 14, verse 17, that for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but it's of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Where the Holy Spirit dwells, there must be the manifestation of peace inside the person, in the person's life. There must be peace in the name of the Lord Jesus, and peace engenders joy, which also is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. May the grace of God by the power of the Holy Ghost, work in our hearts. Peace. Let it become an intrinsic part of your character. Are you bearing the fruit of peace, brother? Are you bearing the fruit of peace, sister? Will your spouse say that one of the characteristics they see in your nature is peace? Do you have a gentle spirit? Or is there strife? Let the fruit of peace be found in you. 
that the people who surround you, your work colleagues, your schoolmates, the people you live with at home, your brothers and sisters, let them proclaim that one of the things they see in your life is that you are a peace-loving person. You are a peacemaker. And peace is in your dwelling. You, you have some calmness about your, about your spirit and about your character. Do you have the peace of God inside you? It should not be said that you are the one who causes strife. You are the one who brings trouble amongst brothers. You are the one who is a loggerhead with others, who does not talk to others. It should not be said of the child of God who is full of the Holy Spirit. Bear the fruit of peace. Bear the fruit of peace, brother, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Number three, peace can be disturbed. Yes. We see that in verse 23 of John chapter 20, Jesus, just after he spoke about the Holy Spirit, also spoke about the, the power that the believer has to forgive sins. And so in John 20 verse 23, he said, if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. And if you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. But we see Jesus Christ on the cross. Good Friday reflected on him on the cross when he had been unjustly, unjustly punished and suffered unjustly. He had been falsely accused. But when he hung on the cross in pain, afflicted, disfigured, he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they have done. Yes, they know not what they have done. Forgiveness, the power to forgive is in the believer also. That we must forgive. But brothers and sisters, when we fail to forgive people, our peace can be disturbed. When we hold offenses against people, our peace can be disturbed. And that is why we must work it out and forgive people. If you harbor unforgiveness, people have done things against you, and you cease, you, 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 you cease to forgive them. And you hold the pain in the head and you don't forgive them. What happens is that you hold yourself hostage and your peace can be disturbed. Hallelujah. If you are sitting with your spouse, sitting with your brother, you are holding an offense against them, you must forgive them. Unforgiveness can hinder your prayer. Unforgiveness can constrain your blessing. Unforgiveness can disturb your peace. It can give you palpitations. Because when you meet the people, something happens inside you. May you escape from unforgiveness. Forgive one another as Christ has forgiven us. Forgive those who have offended you as God in Christ has forgiven us of our sins. Tell your neighbor, do not disturb your peace. Forgive one another. The second thing that disturbs our peace is doubt. When we are unsteady and, un, and, and wavering in our faith, and we are double-minded and we doubt, it can affect our peace. We see in the passage that when the disciples had encountered Jesus, the Bible says that the twin, Thomas, was not with them. And when he came and they told him, he said, Charlie, no, what are you talking about? He doubted. Brothers and sisters, every time we doubt, it is an attack on our faith. And whenever our faith is, on, is, is, is wavering, what happens is that your peace in God can be disturbed. 
it can be affected. But God, being patient with us, Jesus came to the rescue of Thomas. When Thomas was with the brothers, Jesus came. Two things here. Even though the man wasn't sure, he didn't believe what the brothers have told him. He still joined them in fellowship. There are some of us, when things happen to us that we don't understand, when we encounter things, questions or challenges that raise doubts about our faith, what happens to us is that we cease from fellowshipping with the brethren. We cease from attending services. But I came to tell you today that the answer to your doubt may be in the encouragement that a brother or a sister will share. Your encounter with the Christ of God that will settle your doubts, that will calm your fears, and that will allay that the confusion in your mind may be present in that meeting that you are reluctant to attend. Thomas, though he doubted, he joined the brothers in fellowship. And he went to the meeting, and lo and behold, while they yet gather, Christ had met them. Christ appeared in the room. And then he invited, he said, Thomas, come and touch my side. Come and see my hand. Bible says Thomas didn't do any of the two. He just bowed down in worship and said, my Lord and my God. Jesus told him, stop doubting and believe. Brothers and sisters, if our faith will be firm, our peace will be steady and undisturbed. Doubting, doubting, wavering faith can affect us. Sometimes questions come that confound us. Sometimes we have experiences that frustrate us, that makes us wonder, where is God? But do not doubt. Let your faith be firm in him and your peace will be steady. Praise the Lord. Another thing that disturbs our, our peace is anxiety or worry. With all the uncertainties, we tend to worry. And doubting and unbelief are very related to anxiety and worry. We are worried today about COVID-19 and the pandemic and what the implications are for us, what the implications are for our business, what the implications are for our family life, what the implications are for our own health and our well-being. But brothers and sisters, in Matthew 6 verse 27, Jesus asks, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Anxiety can steal your peace. Anxiety can steal your joy. Your peace can be disturbed. If you are, some people specialize in worrying. We push the worry button and we can worry for the whole world. But what is the cure? What is the cure for anxiety? Instead of worrying, the Bible teaches us to turn our anxiety into prayer. In Philippians chapter 4, and it leads us to our next point, the answer of peace. In Philippians 4 verse 6 to 7, Paul says that do not be anxious for nothing. The key Bible says, Do not be anxious for nothing. Don't fret about anything. Don't worry about anything. Be anxious for nothing. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, not in some situations, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Instead of worrying, make a prayer. Turn your anxiety into prayer. Turn your concerns to prayer. 
turn your, your, your frustrations into prayer. Do not turn them into worry, but turn them in faith into prayer. And Bible says in verse 7 of Philippians 4, that and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Peace is the answer to prayer. Paul did not say that after you have made your supplications and made your petitions to God, immediately at once, the thing you prayed for will land on your lap. But he said that after you have prayed, God will bring you peace. The peace of God will guard your heart. The peace of God will guard your heart. And your heart, that may be palpitating, peace will come there. Peace will come into your mind. You will begin to be able to think more clearly. Even though the immediate, the, the, the tangible manifestation of what you have prayed for might not have fallen into your hand, the peace of God is your answer to prayer. On Monday, Thursday, we reflected on Jesus Christ who agonized in the Garden of Gethsemane, seeing with the knowledge he had about what was ahead, the pain he was going to go through, the punishment, the shame. They were going to strip him naked. They were going to whip him. He was going to suffer and be afflicted. Blood was going to ooze from, all he, from every part of his body. And as he agonized over the death, he labored. Instead of worrying about it, he went into prayer. And Bible says that he agonized. He so prayed and so agonized in prayer that the sweat that dropped from his brow were as thick as drops of blood. And as he prayed, the Father, can you take this cup? away from me and even though the cup was not taken away because it was the will of God that he would go upon the cross and, and die for the forgiveness of sins Jesus was going to work the work of peace because when he went on the cross he went even on the cross to pay the penalty for sin to satisfy the justice of God so that men can be reconciled once again to God so that Jesus will procure the peace of the world and Jesus as he agonized and prayed, at the end of it, the angels came to comfort him. And the peace of God surrounded him. So much so that through it all, every step of the trial, Jesus was calm. When they provoked him to speak, he uttered no word. Like a sheep to the, to the, to, to, to the slaughter. He had so much peace, even in the midst of suffering. Brothers and sisters, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and supplication, present your request to God. I invite you to make prayer a pattern and prayer a lifestyle. Make it a habit. Pray every day. When anything disturbs your peace, turn it into prayer. And the answer of prayer will be the restoration of the peace of God. The restoration of the joy of God. You may be shedding tears. And this peace transcends all understanding. Because listening to what might have happened to you, people will be expecting you to be wailing. But peace will be in your heart because you have prayed. It will confound all understanding. Because people will be expecting you to be complaining. 
people will be expecting you to be complaining. But because of peace in your heart, you will speak words of faith. You will know and proclaim that your Redeemer liveth. And you know that he will work works of good for your life. Even though you, there may be no, no cattle in the stall, you will yet be able to praise the Lord. And you will know and be sure because of the peace of God that all things will work together for your good. May the peace of God guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When your mind has peace, you can think clearly. You will find the solutions to the challenges. May the Lord give us his peace. Praise the Lord. Finally, brothers and sisters, peace is a blessing that God gives us. Hallelujah. In number 6, from verse 22 to 26, God instructed Moses, to tell Aaron and his sons that this is how you are to bless the Israelites. He says, say to them, this is the high priestly prayer. In number 6 verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Peace is a blessing, brothers and sisters. And it is the culmination of the high priestly prayer that peace would, would, would be your portion. What is money without peace? Peace of mind. What is prosperity without, without, without peace? What is wealth without peace? If a man is wealthy but cannot sleep, if a man is wealthy but needs a pill before he can go to sleep, what blessing is that? What is, a, what is the blessing of marriage without peace? If a man has a glorious wedding, a woman has a glorious wedding, but has no peace, what kind of blessing is that? Yeah, to have a big mansion or to live in a, big, in, in a big home and have no peace in that dwelling. What blessing is that? Peace is the ultimate blessing. That whatever you get, that God will add the blessing of his peace. So brothers and sisters, peace it's a blessing that God gives us. And we see that all the apostles, as they wrote, as they greeted the people in peace, when they were also giving the benediction, writing at the end of their letters, they also proclaimed the blessing of peace. A case in point is in Paul's writing to the church in Thessalonica. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, he says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way, the Lord be with all of you. Let the blessing of God be your portion. I pray that the blessing of God will abide in your place of work. The blessing of God will abide in uh, the blessing of God in peace will abide in your household. It will abide in your inner hearts and in your mind. That God will surround you with his peace to the left and to the right. That the strife surrounding you will cease. Those who are battling you, that God will give you peace on your left and on your right. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let there be peace in your office. Let there be peace in your house. Let there be peace in your household. Let the peace of God abound. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may the blessing of God and his peace attend your life. And whenever we share the words of the grace, we say that may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. May the Holy Spirit of God work in you 
his peace. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ procured our peace on the cross of Calvary when he died to pay the penalty of our sins. To reconcile man unto God so that whosoever believes in Jesus Christ, the penalty of their sins will be forgiven. And so that that man will be at peace with God. So brothers and sisters, as Christ, Jesus Christ procured our peace on the cross of Calvary, when he satisfied the justice of God through the payment of the penalty of sin, he reconciled man unto God. So that whosoever, whosoever believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, that man will no longer become an enemy of God, but shall have peace with him. I invite you this morning, if you don't have peace with God, if you, have, you don't have your sins forgiven, I invite you to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Stop struggling with God. Stop kicking against the goats. Stop walking the path of independence from God. Accept this invitation to be at peace with Him. Abandon the life of sin. Abandon the life of selfishness, of impurity, and come to the Father. If you will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will enter into God's peace. If you've heard me this morning, you want the personification of the peace of God in your life. Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And you say, Pastor, I want to invite Jesus Christ into my life. Then with faith in your heart, you can place your hand on your heart and say these words after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I surrender my life to you. I want your peace. Forgive me all my sins. I accept Jesus Christ and his payment for my sins. Come and live in my heart, Jesus. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Birth the peace of God in me. Help me to follow after you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we want to pray even for the peace of the world. We have a, nas a national tragedy, a, a global pandemic. We have a national challenge. But even in the, in the midst of this, nations are accusing nations. We want to pray that the peace of God will affect the nations of the world. We want to pray that God's peace will dwell in our country. Even this year is an election year. After all is said and done about COVID-19, we want to pray that God's peace will dwell in our land. 
throughout the election that a peace of God would dwell in there. In the name of the Lord Jesus, lift up prayer that God's peace will dwell in the world. God's peace will dwell in our country, Ghana. In the name of the Lord Jesus, lift up prayer. Even that God will reign as king and that his peace will dwell in our hearts and in our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And you want to lift up prayer? You want to pray for peace even due to this pandemic and the lockdown? We are at home. But some of us are not having peace in our homes. There are marriages that have strife and conflicts. We want to pray that God's peace will enter those homes. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Brothers and sisters who are not at peace. That the peace of God will enter into those situations. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We want to pray right now. Relationships that are, that are suffering. That God's peace will enter into there. Children and their parents. Parents and their children. That God will bring peace. The balm of peace. Heal. Heal. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And you want to lift up prayer right now. And you also want to pray. For physical healing. With what is going on in our country right now. We want to pray for those who have been affected by COVID-19. And even those who are sick from other diseases. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You want to pray that the power of God will come through. He will bring peace into our bodies. Peace into our bodies through the healing of affliction. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That a son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. And bring healing and bring liberty to our spirits. Let the power of God bring healing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let infirmities depart. Let sicknesses be gone from our flesh. Let the peace of God enter our bodies and bring calm in the name of the Lord Jesus. And calm everything that afflicts us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Let the grace of God abound. Let there be healing of your flesh. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let there be healing in your flesh. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the power of God abound. Let the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit prevail. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for healing right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you for long life. We thank you for long life. We thank you for the escape. For the escape from death, from accidents until the appointed time is nigh. Let our health be preserved. As our years increase, so should our health abound. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We want to lift up prayer. Whatever is your worry, whatever is the source of anxiety, you want to pray right now and turn it before the Lord. He is the one who makes all things beautiful. Turn that worry to him right now. Turn that worry to him right now. Jesus, he will answer you. Jesus, he will answer you. Jesus, he will answer you. 
In the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus, he will answer you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Turn that worry, that big concern. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Your relative may be a frontline health worker in this crisis. You are worried for their health and for their safety. Turn it to the Lord in prayer. He will keep them safe. He will preserve them. He will make them whole. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift up prayer. Lift up prayer. Jesus is passing right where you are. He's passing there right now. Stretch your hand in faith. Touch the hem of his garment. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Great grace is coming your way. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now I want you to pray for the blessing of peace. Pray that God will infuse your life with a blessing of peace. But even as he works by his Holy Spirit to, to bear fruit in you, that he will surround you with his peace. With the blessing of his peace, of his favor. With the blessing of his preservation and of his peace. Lift up prayer. May you be able to enjoy your labor in peace. May you be able to enjoy the fruit of your toil in peace. May you be able to enjoy your marriage in peace. May you be able to enjoy your ministry, your service in peace. The blessing of peace. Let that be your portion right now. Let that be your portion right now. Peace in your heart. Peace in your mind. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you because you answer us. We thank you because you do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ever ask or think. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for the fruit of your peace. We thank you for the answer of peace. And we thank you that you have blessed us with your peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We will affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven. And sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit.
the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As we give thanks to God for his word that comes to us today, that we ponder over it and live by the blessings and the teachings thereof. Therefore, thank you for making yourself available and for blessing us. We'll bring the service to a close as we'll sing the closing hymn. You'll see the society's Momo account number, those of us watching on the screen. And for those of us who are listening by audio, the number is 055 Let me go over. 055-738-4196. God bless you. Those who want to give an offering, you want to pay your tithe, if you give to charity, whatever, you can channel it through that number. God bless you. 525 in the Methodist symbol. Through the love of God our Savior, all will be well. Take the benediction.
And so the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord made his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift out his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. Amen.